You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Strong themes and coarse language may apply. And welcome to Sonic Society Season 12, Episode 520. Oh. You know, the more we keep talking, the higher the numbers go. I'm <laughs> Jack Ward with my rucksack packed and my iPod locked and loaded. And I'm David Alt. Uh, Jack, rucksacks, iPods, are you, are you headed somewhere? This weekend, myself, Jeffrey Billard, and Lothar and Jan Tuppen are making a pilgrimage to Texas to honor our friend Bill Holwig, who we miss. We plan to go visit some of his haunts and spread his ashes exactly in the place where he would want them. Well, that sounds like a, a very emotional trip. Oh, I'm really both dreading the reason, but, you know, looking so forward to meeting my amigos as we mm. say goodbye to our friend. Mm-hmm. I hope to take lots of audio, and maybe we'll get some of that here on the Sonic Society. Yes, of course, because this summer we'll be presenting on Thursdays a selection of Bill's works. Yes, and a number of roundtable conversations with many of his friends, producers, and actors who have worked with him. But tonight... We're grateful to have two super features. Yes, our first show is from Edward Champion and his new pod fiction series, The Grey Area. With a triumphant return of Alba Salix's royal physician from Eli McElveen, with Axe and Crown as our second feature right here on the Sonic Society. Cool, pale light crawled beneath the drapes. His head throbbed like... A maraca, forgotten on a dusty stage. There was a woman next to him in bed. And she kept saying, Hello. Miss Gaskell. Thoughtless intrusions. Who's that? We love your work. And you let an old lady finish her writing before you come hollering like some pesky possum. Let us in! Oh, go away. Damn critters. Okay, now it's rude to interrupt. Now let's see. We got a young man and a... God damn it! Miss Gaskell, you look beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Flattery never helped my husband. Oh, Miss Gaskell. Did you see I'm in the middle of a thought, young man? Yes, Miss Gaskell. You'll have many more thoughts. You're a genius. What do you want? Can't you see I'm writing? Oh, I don't need to see it. I can hear your typewriter down the hall. It's music to my ears. Just leave me be. I'd love to, Miss Gaskell, but you have a visitor. Hello, Miss Gaskell. I'm sorry to intrude. I'll leave you two to get acquainted. Thank you. And remember, it's chicken fajita night. Chicken fajita night. Too dry. They don't even marinate the bird. Boy, that guy sure seemed a little excited. Who are you? My name's Ed Champion, and I'm with the Bat Segundo Show. Who? Bat Segundo. It's a literary podcast. Or was. I don't really do interviews anymore, but, uh, well, I, uh, (laughs) I hope you don't mind if I gush. Flattery never helped my husband. Well, I'm a big fan of your work, and I was hoping we could chat. Perhaps sit down for an interview? I've got nothing to say. Can't you see I'm trying to write? 
It's one of the last things I have left. Time. You'll learn all about that in 30 years. <laughs> Miss Gaskell, I've read all your work, including the annotated volumes put out by Gray Area Press, but I'm not the usual interviewer. You see, I do a lot of research. I know, for example, that you still write every day, even here in this rest home between the hours of 8 a.m. and 2 p.m., that you still use a typewriter. And I'm still writing, young man. Can't you hear? Alone, I cannot be. For hosts, do visit me. So, you know your poetry. And I still wear a watch. It's 2.30 now. We're just outside your writing time. I knew all about that. And, Miss Gaskell, well, <laughs> I think you're one of the most overlooked storytellers in America. And I feel it's very important for my listeners to know. They don't need to know anything. They can read my work. Good day. That's just it. You see, there's something else. It's not so much that people are reading your work. They seem to be living it. Mr. Champion, I'm sure my work is quite vivid to my readers. I've been doing some investigation and... Well, it's, uh, it's more than vivid. That's no concern of mine. Once a story leaves my typewriter, it's no longer mine. If people feel it's real, maybe more real than their humdrum lives, that's not my business. Oh, but it is. Miss Gaskell, have uh, you been hearing voices? If I heard any voices, I'm certainly not going to tell a stranger I've only known for two minutes. <laughs> Don't worry, Miss Gaskell. I won't tell the staff. I believe you're quite sane. My investigations... I didn't come to this home willingly. They had to drag me out. Because... Because what? My neighbors noticed certain sounds emanating from my apartment. Don't talk to him, Miss Gaskin. We know God damn it! Let us in. Did you hear that? Uh, no. And that's okay. Because you're not the only one hearing these things. These sounds, what did your neighbors hear? Loud bangs at night. Whispers. Ah, I see. My typewriter seems to trigger them. Uh, I don't think it was your typewriter. Miss Gaskill, I have tracked down about six separate cases of creative types, all of them geniuses, all in sound mental health hearing voices. Miss Gaskill, let us in! Leave me alone, all of you! Miss Gaskill, are you okay? Let us in! Miss Gaskill, stay with me. Whatever it is, I'm a friend. I'm a... Miss Gaskill! Yes. Keep timing. Cool. Pale light crawled beneath the drapes. That's it. Yes, the world! That's the way in. His head throbbed like a maraca forgotten on a dusty stage. There was a woman next to him in bed, and she kept saying hello. What the? Step into the white light, Miss Gaskill. It's so... Beautiful. No, Miss Gaskell, step away. That's one of the bad portals. It's what the others saw. Come inside. It will be just fine. We have chicken fajitas. Miss Gaskell. We have real chicken fajitas. Marinated even. Miss Gaskell? Miss Gaskell! Where did you go? Orderly? Orderly? Oh my god. Christ, she's gone! 
You've been listening to the prologue for The Gray Area, written and directed by Edward Champion. Chris Smith appeared as Virginia Gaskill. Edward Champion appeared as Ed Champion. Zachary Michael appeared as The Orderly. Greta Christie appeared as Demon Number 1. And Pete Lutz appeared as Demon Number 2. If you have liked what you have heard, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or supporting our program through our Patreon page, where there are exciting rewards, including access to our annotated scripts and much else. Go to patreon.com slash grayareapod. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, name a social media place. If we're not there, we will be. There's also Instagram, where we recently put up some videos of exciting pancake foley that we made for a forthcoming episode. You're going to want to look at those videos. The catch-all handle for all this is Gray Area Pod. You can also go to our website at grayareapod.com to subscribe to this feed, leave a comment, or, hey, say hello. Which, as it so happens, is the name of our next thrilling episode, which is coming in two weeks' time. Special thanks to Jonathan Ames, Sasha Arnold, Austin Beach, Aaron Bennett, Matthew Boudreau, Jason Bow, Christopher Bird, Emily Carding, Robert Cudmore, Devney Demacia, Chris Fletcher, Claudia Berenice Garza, Sarah Golding, Jen Halbert, Daniel Handler, Gabriela Jimenez, Fred Kish, Matthew McLean, John Osborne, Rena Patel, Michael Saldati, Paul Sading, Gary Steingart, Darren Strauss, Mark Stein, Scarlett Thomas, Georgette Thompson, Tim Torre, along with the actors and many others who I may have inadvertently forgotten for their invaluable help, feedback, kindness, inspiration, and support during the production of this episode and this program. This project took 14 months for me to make. It was a huge gamble. I never thought I would complete it. And I really could not have made this without these incredibly kind and generous individuals. They all reminded me, and you should know this too, that people for the most part are good and kind and that no one should ever get in the way of you expressing your voice. With that in mind, we've got some really fun and very emotional stories coming up. Stay tuned and thank you for listening. Rats. Yes. Well? Well, what? Hello. I'm sorry to ask this. No apologies. It's just, well, uh, how did we meet? Does it matter? Hello. Hello. Is that the best thing you can say? Aren't you going to do something? They come twice a year. Late July. The hottest time of year, when they have nowhere else to go. And then in January, when they need a warm place. It's March. Yes. So why are they here now? Climate change. Hello. Hi. We can stay here as long as you want. I make it a daily habit to leave the house. You know, I don't even know your name. Alice. Fred. Nice to meet you, Fred. Hello. Hello, Fred. You were fantastic last night. Where did you come from? Somewhere. That's not good enough. Does it matter? 
Origins are important. Memories are important. Not here. I guess I'll never see you again. How do you know? Just a hunch. Never works out with anyone anymore. Who says it won't work out with me? That isn't why we hooked up. Did we hook up? You don't remember, do you? I, I, I can cook you breakfast. Would you like that? That would be nice. But I'm in no rush. Are you? I'm sorry about the rats. I hear them, but I've never even seen one in this apartment. And I've been here for two years. That's just the ceiling. A few times each year. They rustle. <laughs> when you have guests. Perhaps. Hello. I wish you'd stop saying that. Why? Because. Because you can't imagine why I'd stay. Something like that. You're a good man. Oh? You're nice. You know? You're saying what I want to hear. Doesn't everyone? We haven't known each other long. Eight hours, maybe? Eight hours is sometimes enough. You're a romantic. So are you. But I don't remember any of it. I only remember now. I can remember enough for both of us. I want to see the rats die in a glue trap. That's not nice. No, it isn't. But that's how I feel. That's fear. I'm not afraid. You are. I... maybe. I just... can't connect... with anyone... anymore. Neither can I. Except you. Well, at least let me feed you. How does an omelette sound? Homemade mix, some fresh fruit, my special home fries. Don't you have to work? Maybe, but I have to feed you first. You have to go to work. Yes. There's no time. But I have to work. To earn money. To feed mysterious women. Or you could just leave. Now, why would I do that? You don't want to? I can't. Why? You intrigue me. Even if you don't remember what you said last night. And what did I say? Cook me breakfast. And maybe I'll tell you what you can't remember. Please leave your message after the tone. Hi, Fred here. I'm not feeling very well, and I won't be able to come. And I'm not feeling very well. Hi, Fred here. I'm not feeling very well. Fred here. I'm not feeling very well, and I won't be able to come. Mm, you're a masterful liar. Don't you have to work? No. You're not one of those gluten-free types, are you? Not at all. I eat dangerously. I can give you the breakfast my father made me, but uh, flapjacks are involved and all I have is all-purpose flour. What makes you think I care? Some do. I try to be kind. My dad made flapjacks all the time. Many visitors to the house and other things. Milk and sugar in your coffee? Black as the night. It's morning. I like being reminded of the night. Alice, how did this happen? You don't remember? I had a few drinks. You don't remember what you told me. You don't remember going to bed. No. I, I'm sorry and a bit ashamed. Don't be. It happens thousands of times every night in this city. You're no spring chicken. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Even if you don't remember anything. We didn't sleep much. You actually listened to what I wanted. Perhaps we can recreate the moment. 
If you're lucky. I want to remember you sober. You might. If your breakfast is up to snuff. I guess I'll have to earn it. It beats counting beans. What do you do again? I work in finance. There you are. You're a great short order cook. Once upon a time, a hash house paid me to do that. You know how to feed people. I have my moments. And here you are. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> I'm glad you're happy. Where did you learn your breakfast moves? It wasn't just your dad. <laughs> Don't ask. This isn't a hash house breakfast. Was it for her? Who? The woman you told me about last night. I told you about... Roxana. Yes. I... I'm sorry. Don't be. It was... Two years ago. She left you two years ago. You were together for ten years. She was... The love of my life. It's okay. We all feel pain. Not this pain. We all feel it. You think your heartbreak's unique? God, I, uh... I know we all grieve. I know that my pain isn't as special as I believe it to be, but it definitely feels that way. Don't beat yourself up. I can't stop. It can happen again. People fall in love three to four times in a lifetime. I read that in an article. Are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> no, just making conversation. These are great potatoes, good pancakes. Not pancakes. Flapjacks. Thanks. What's the difference between a pancake and a flapjack? The flapjack is a bit flatter. Oh, that's a little sad. My father taught me to make flapjacks, so I guess it's a family legacy. You know, I, I don't need to talk about myself. What about you? What about me? You already know. What? I already told you. I don't remember. You will. Why are you here? Because I like you. Why? Most men I go home with don't go to this much effort. But you boiled the potatoes. You sautéed them in garlic and peppers. That's not typical. It is. I'm a standard issue human. With standard issues. You're not. You've been very nice to me. And you've been kind to me. I get hurt. So do I. That's one thing we have in common. Old habits die hard. You cooked like this for her, didn't you? Yes. Would you like to cook this way for me? I mean, on a more regular basis. I cook this way for anyone I could fall in love with. Do you think you can fall in love with me? Think carefully before you answer. The question is important. I don't know if I can fall in love with anyone. Not anymore. That's not true. Not after her. You're not that man anymore. How do you know? You haven't known me very long. I know enough. I know you better than you think. I'm not afraid of being alone. Oh? No, sure, I get lonely from time to time, try to get laid just like everyone else, but then I wake up, the morning comes, and people discover... What a terrible man you really are. Yes. Or maybe there just isn't any chemistry or some better option on the horizon. You seem a little too interested in me. This is a rerun from last night. Come on. You're better than a broken record. 
I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but it's true. I don't know what I said, and I don't know you. Hello. That again. Do you want to know why I'm really here? Why? Because you won't let me leave. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What was your favourite book as a kid? Alice in Wonderland. And what's my name? Alice. Well, that's not my real name, but it is the name you gave me. It's the name you've always given me. I've been around a long time. You've only been around one night. No. Fred. Okay, this is pretty fucking weird. Hello. Would you stop saying that? I don't need this. Maybe not, but I'm here. And who are you? I'm not so bad. Who are you? The police won't help you. Who are you? Oh, Fred, you're not getting it. The rats, they won't stop running around. Oh, maybe it's me. I need you to leave. Mm, I like it when you get rough. Please leave me alone. No, you don't always get to be alone. Then I'll call the police. The police won't help you. There's the door. All right, if that's what you want. Hello. Hey, Max, how's it shaking? Uh, nope, nope, not going into work today. Feeling a little sick. Yep. Yeah. Ah, oh, you're right. I don't really play hooky. But. Well, yes, it so happens. Yeah, I had someone over. Been on the crazy side. Uh, kept saying hello. Hello. <laughs> Max, I'll call you back. How did you get in? I threw you out. I told you. You can't get rid of me. You walked through the door. You pushed me through the door, but I'm not giving up on you so easily. Who are you? Hello. You've already introduced yourself. My name is Fred. I'm Fred. Well, I'm Fred too. How about that? You said you were Alice. Well, that's the name you gave me. Where did you come from? From you. From me. I've been with you a long time. You're going to have to let me into your life because I'm part of it. So you're not real? Oh, I'm real. And you needed me. You still do. When did you arrive? A while. But I started talking two years ago. When she... Yes, Fred. When she left. I... I don't want to think about that. You have to, Fred. Hello? It was my fault. Or maybe it was my fault. I knew you before her. I've been around a long time. I just never said... Hello. Yes. Hello. So what do you want from me? It's not what I want. I'm sorry that it's come to this, but I need you to take me in. To make love to you? Yes. I'd like that very much. You're very good in bed. Sexually? No, just lying around. That's your problem. It's all about the objective with you. <laughs> I'm very sad. You don't want me. Oh, stop that. I do want you. You're not listening to me, Fred. I need you to take me. What? We complete each other, and you haven't been the same since you threw me out. Just now? No. During the past two years. Why do you think I've been so chatty? Why do you think I keep saying hello? I'm not following. It's a wonder you landed a job this apartment, all without listening to me. That showed great initiative, Fred. Tremendous initiative. I'm... 
I'm getting it now. Hello. This is very strange, and I'm probably going to need to see a shrink, but I'm getting it. Take me, Fred, and we'll see a shrink together. We'll have many happy years together. I don't think so. Why? Because you were the one who helped destroy me. You were the one who made her leave. Mm. The rats are getting excited. Unsettled. We're giving them a show. Well, at least the neighbors haven't complained. They're very nice, Fred. Most people are. I don't know what you are, exactly. I'm Fred. You're a rat. You fed on me for many years. But you were such a good cook. When we were together... Christ, I can't believe I'm even saying it like this. Hello. You held me back. You prevented me from seeing myself. But you're seeing yourself right now. More so these days. And I very much like the man I see. But that doesn't concern you. It does, Fred. It does. You pushed her away. I don't know if I can forgive you for that. And we pushed others away. We did that so well together. Do you know how many lonely and desperate people are holed up in their apartments out there? I told you. I don't do that anymore. I leave the house every day. And look at what you've just done. You persuaded me to call in sick. You needed me, Fred. For a long time, you needed me. When our father beat us. My father. Not yours. When our mother made every day about her. My mother. It was my bad hand. And I have to live with that. Not you. Without me, you wouldn't have stayed so strong. Without you, I'm a better man. A more peaceful man. A lonelier man. And why are you a woman? Why do you choose this form? You chose it. Long ago. When Mother left with that man she met at the bar. Disappearing. Deciding she'd had enough. Not just enough of Father, enough of us. That crying, screaming brat. You. A hurt kid. A kid who needed love. A man who blew every shot. I don't blame her for leaving. He was such a timid little fuck. God, I hated him. I still hate him. Such a useless specimen. And that's why you needed me. Fred. Because you couldn't survive any other way. I could. I just didn't know how. But you know, I don't need you. Not anymore. Fred. I'm going to close my eyes and you... You're going to be gone. Hello. And you're still here. I don't give up on you so easily, Fred. How can I... How can I get rid of you? Okay. I shouldn't really be telling you this, but since you've been such a good host, take me, Fred. Take you? That's what I've been saying, Fred. Accept me. I can't. The last time I accepted you... But wasn't it a beautiful bridge? Wasn't it such a great view? You tried to kill us. I almost jumped. Well, at least you gave the beat reporters something to write about that morning. I can't take you, as you put it, because I've changed. You haven't? No. I've changed. There's no room for you anymore. You're too big. I'm sure I can squeeze myself into a small place. I just need somewhere to sleep for a few nights. Or maybe a lifetime. And then I'll find somebody else. There's always someone who needs me. You've been around before me. I'm as old as humanity. Do you think you're the first? 
A real whore. You humans make it so easy. But you're among a great company, better than most. You're almost as comfy as this oil tycoon who took me during the Gilded Age. But you'll still sleep. Yes. I don't have to stay awake. So long as you behave and remain a good host. Peace. That's all I've ever wanted. You see, I can also be very good for you. Why do I need you? Because without me, your life will be small and insignificant. <laughs> My life isn't much right now as it is. But Fred, you're capable of so much more. Don't you want that? I want peace. I want... love. Isn't that what anyone wants? Oh, then take me. And do good this time. It'll be so much better for both of us. Why? Because taking me and living with me is the more challenging option. Will there be room for someone else? What do you mean? If I take you, and you stay asleep, I might meet someone else. Someone who could become very dear to me and who will need to know you. I don't know, Fred. That's really not on us. We can't control that. But let's say... Fred! If you don't have faith in us, we'll never grow. <laughs> Living with you will be like walking around with a ticking time bomb. Don't be so dramatic. I've seen your species survive wars, plagues, epidemics. You're doing just fine. <laughs> Have you read the headlines these days? Oh, I didn't say it would be easy. Okay. We're cool? We're cool. Hello, Fred. Hello, Fred. I'm glad I met you. I'm really not so bad. I know that, now. Now let's do some living. I'd like that very much. You've been listening to Hello, Episode 1 of The Grey Area, written and directed by Edward Champion. Tim Torrey appeared as he, Emily Carding appeared as she, and Michael Saldati appeared as Gordon. If you like what you have heard, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or supporting our program through our Patreon page, where there are exciting rewards, including access to our annotated scripts and much else. You can go to patreon.com slash grayareapod. We'd also like to thank Fred Keish and Dan Wickett. These two guys stepped it up big time, and they became our first patrons just based on the prologue alone, which was a tremendous honor. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and Instagram, where we recently put up some videos of how to record a boiling cauldron using leftover spaghetti sauce. And wait until you hear that crazy story. We also have a tendency to record these credits simultaneously while presenting a video on Instagram. The catch-all handle for all this is Gray Area Pod. And you can also go to our website at grayareapod.com to subscribe to this feed, leave a comment, or say hello. Special thanks to Sasha Arnold, Austin Beach, Jason Bogue, Christopher Bird, Chris Fletcher, Claudia Berenice Garza, Sarah Golding, Jen Halbert, Gabriella Jimenez, Pete Lutz, John Osborne, Rena Patel, Paul Sading, Mark Stein, Georgette Thompson, along with the actors and many others who I may have inadvertently forgotten for their invaluable help, feedback, kindness, inspiration, and support during the production of this episode. I'm really grateful for their help for this one because this was a story that came very close to my own turmoil and my own 
problems and my own emotional issues. And uh, I cried during the making of this, during the writing of this, during the editing of this. So I really appreciate all of your help. We'll be back on May 2nd with a new episode called Disassociation. Thank you for listening, and wherever you are in the universe, be good to yourself, okay? Men! Ladies! Strange thing in the corner. Tomorrow we go into battle, side by side as brothers and sisters and things in the corner. Humans and trolls alike. Some might say we're just a bunch of sorry-ass losers defending one humble little shack down by the river. But it's more than that. This tavern is home. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, they're going to be at the front door with their swords and their halberds and their truncheons. But I'll tell you this. They can bring the city guard with them. They can bring every last stinking lawyer from here to hell. They will never... Never take the axe and crown! Yeah! I just want to say... Guys, I just want to say... What was I going to say? Have another drink, Ovin! Nah, that wasn't it. Oh, but it's a damn good idea. Yeah, I'll have one too! Now I remember. I wanted, I wanted to thank all of you for sticking by me in these difficult times. Serving all of you has been a salve for my wounded heart. When I started coming here, way back when it was old Norina's place, I was not at my best. And Norina, she offered me... Oh, what's that thing? That that warm, fuzzy, kind of emotiony Kindness. Oh, it's not something trolls are too good at accepting. But she wouldn't say no. At first, it was a place to stay and have a bite to eat, somewhere to have a pint or two with my buddies from the Ridge... A while later, it was a job pouring the drinks. Speaking of drinks! And since she died, a great Eulipa, rest her soul, I've done my best to carry on her good work, providing rest for the wicked, the weary, rest for the wicked, rest for the wicked, and beer for the thirsty. I'm thirsty! Nah, you're one of the wicked. <laughs> no beer for you. Yeah, I'm both! Give me a drink! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You're, uh, you're all friends, and friends stand together, unlike certain unfaithful two-timing kitchen staff who shall remain nameless. Forget him, Gobert! Cheating bastard! Yeah, but us, we, we stand together. Our enemies would tear down this lovely, homely tavern to build their shiny new block of flats and offices for all the better, finer people of the city, thanks to our landlord. Yeah! Carlton Gerard Esquire, that eminent profiteering devil humper. Yeah! Sorry, that's a property developer. <laughs> so, ladies, gents, thing in the corner, join me in raising one final toast to Mr. Carlton Gerard. May he die of the purple cramps and his teeth be used to scrape poop off the floor of a barn. With that profound, that profound center sediment, I bid you a fond good night. (laughs) 
Axe and Crown. Episode 1, Last Call. Who's walking over my bridge? Hello? What's that? Anybody home? No, there's, there's a guy outside with some papers. That him? Yeah, it's him. They're here, everybody, on your feet. Come on, swords out. Uh, uh, Too bad we don't have any boiling oil. Yeah, well. I tell you, Gubbin, if you just let us in the kitchen. Nobody goes in the kitchen. I know, I know, just saying. It's true, though. It would have been nice to have a hot meal here and there while we're on lockdown. Will you guys shut it? Anybody there? Your your front door seems to be stuck. Carlton Gerard. Hey, good morning. Are you Mr. uh, Gubbin? Carlton Gerard. Prepare to meet thy doom. No, 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 no. I'm not Carlton Gerard. I'm his son. Uh, huh? My name's Stan. Stanway Gerard. Nice to meet you. Can, can I come in? Nice try. Tell all your men to stand down. Sorry, my men? Yeah. Where are they hiding? I, I don't have any men. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, where is everybody? You gotta be hidden somewhere. So, what do you say? No. I say no. You, uh, run along home and tell your daddy he can go find some other place to knock down. Yeah, you know, that's very funny. Tell him the action crown is staying right where it is. My father is dead. He's what? What did he say? He died a week ago. Says who? Well, he was in all the papers. How did you not hear about it? We're on lockdown. Nobody gets in or out. Oh, is that why all these newspapers are piled up on your doorstep? Don't try anything funny. See, look. It's right here. Building boom. Real estate magnet explodes? Yeah, some kind of magical accident. Apparently he bought some bogus crystal and tried to cast a spell with it. Royal Doc chalks up pox to magic rocks. Huh, well... That's too bad. I know he wasn't the most popular person around here. Ah, we're big fans. Anyway, long story short, I kind of own your building now. Is that so? So, uh, do you want to maybe let me in? And we can talk about our plans for this place? What is he up to? It's got to be some kind of trick. The street looks clear, though. I I don't see anyone on the rooftop. Anyone out back? Negative! (sighs) Hello? All right, let's open her up. No, no, push the Hey, everybody. Jeez, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty big crowd for nine in the morning. Stan, right? That's me. Stan, I, I'd like you to meet my loyal patrons and tenants. <laughs> everybody, this is the Accent Crown's new landlord, Stan. Hi there. Kill the landlord. Yeah! So, uh, let's hear all about these plans of yours. Uh, well, as you probably know, my father's plan was to evict everyone and knock down this building. Uh, But, but, I am not going to do that. Oh, no? Yeah, look, I have my guy do up new plans. Uh Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Prospect Hotel. What the hell is this? See? We keep the original building and extend it. Three more stories on the top of the swimming pool. One of those cool terraces right here. You think this is going to stay standing? How do you mean? 
that much weight on the foundation, it's going to be another leaning tavern of paramecia. Another what? Uh, some duke decided he was going to build the biggest, most amazing hotel in the world. Eight stories, terraces everywhere, cute little mini palm trees on the roof. Won all kinds of architecture awards before it was even built. But he put it right on the riverbank on crappy soil. Ah, and it started leaning? Yeah. Then it leaned some more. And then, opening night, it tilted right over and fell in the river. Oh. Which is exactly what you'll get if you build this. Well, couldn't we just, you know, shore it up with shoring? Or like, you know, buttresses? Who did these plans? A buddy of mine. He's really good. Studying to be an architect? Uh, of course. Friggin' architects. No, you can't just shore it up. Hmm. Could we maybe lose some of the additional stories? Yeah. Try all of them. Really? Well, I guess we can keep the luxury suites on the existing floors. And where would my tenants go? Oh, they would uh, just find temporary lodging somewhere else and then move back in. Same rent as before? Well, you know, it might, it might go up somewhat. Okay. Look, why here? Why don't you build your fancy hotel downtown where people can afford it? Look, downtown Granville's getting expensive these days. People are starting to look at places further out, like like Mud Street here. What a great street. Uh-huh. So why don't you tell me what's so great about Mud Street? It's it's honest. It's down to earth. You know, it's, it's a place for all the little people. Little people. So what are we? Pixies now? No, 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 no. I don't mean you're actually little. <laughs> Certainly not you. You <laughs> big old troll, you. <laughs> so just small in the metaphorical sense. Petty, unimportant. Uh, no. Never mind. You were talking about Mud Street. Mud Street. It's a street that's muddy because it's by the river and it's of the river. <laughs> when it rains, I bet it pretty much is the river. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's like a river. It bends and it flows and it's it's full of life, just like the way a river is alive with fish and crawdads and bugs. Uh, I get it. So we're not just little, we're actually bugs. Yeah, no, that's not what I was saying. You want me to cut him down the middle, Bob? Whoa, hey, no, no, no cutting, no cutting. Say, you guys, this place is what it is because of you. Good, hard-working, honest town folk. Folks with heart and soul and uh, big pointy knives. Okay, let me ask you again. Isn't there some other neighborhood you can think of to inflict your hotel upon? Somewhere with solid ground? Somewhere that's not here? I would, but... Well, this is the only property I... Ah, give me a break. Your daddy owned half the buildings downtown. Uh, Those went to other members of the family. Oh, I I get it. Poor little Stan. Not exactly the favorite son, huh? (laughs) Hey, 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 hey now. That's not fair. All right. Okay, well, Stan, let me introduce you to some of my good, hardworking, honest regulars. (laughs) This is Zane. He spent seven years in prison for assault and robbery. How you doing? Doc Hankenberg over there, he's what you might call a poison specialist. And I don't mean antidotes. Rosina, well, they got her for conspiracy to murder. Would have hanged her, but she escaped after she slit her executioner's throat. Oh, well, wow. (laughs) Still, you know, that doesn't mean that you're not all good people, you know, just like deep down. Uh, You know, I I bet the town guard would beg to differ. Is everybody here a criminal or a murderer? (laughs) I was just messing with you, kid. You guys, (laughs) you really, you had me going there. Uh, Rosita's a baker. Hank works down at the docks. Zane's got a little flower store. He sells pansies. That's nice. (laughs) 
But I wouldn't get them mad if I was you. No, sir. Some of them live here. Some of them just come by for a pint and a bit of company. I just want you to see their faces. Realize these are real people you're kicking out. Well, I'm not kicking anybody out. You think these folks can afford your rent hike? No, I'm not hiking the rent either. You're right. I was never my parents' favorite. I was, I was no good at business. I was no good at selling things or bargaining. And that's why they left everything to my sister. So you guys, you, all of you in here, you should count yourselves lucky. You're standing up for each other. You're more of a family to each other than I ever had growing up. I think you are good people. With a hilarious sense of humor. I, I can't just go and kick you guys out. So the heck with these plans. The redevelopment is hereby cancelled. And we got your word on that? Absolutely. The Prospect Hotel is dead. Long live the Axe and Crown. All right. Good man. <laughs> yeah, put her there. Oh, well, that's a firm handshake. <laughs> these people are trusting in you, pal. You go back on your word, and all these good, honest townsfolk, well, they'll tear your face off. You really mean it? Of course I mean it. Woohoo! We're pals now! Huh? No, no, I meant. Th this is gonna be amazing. I always wanted to run a bar. Now, wait a second. I run the bar. Best inheritance ever. Look at this place. Think of the possibilities. Oh. For small and, and tasteful changes. Hey, pal. Oh, crap but, on a stick. What do you say, folks? First round's on me! Yeah! The Axe and Crown. Episode 2. Small Change. Psst. Hey, Gubbin. <sighs> You awake there? You look like you had a rough night. Is it morning? Bright and not so early. Did you actually fall asleep at the bar? Who are you again? I'm Stan. I'm your new landlord. Oh, no. Yeah! Remember yesterday with the swords and everything? You guys really had me going there. And then after that, oh, man, what a party. All those drinking games uh. and pin the tail on the landlord. That was a riot. Slightly painful. Still a riot. Oh, uh, yeah. Your patrons, Gubbin, they, they just kill me. Yeah, yeah, tell them to hurry up with that, okay? So, anyways, listen. I've got one word for you. Yeah, what? Patio. Uh huh? Patio. That's three. Three what? Three words. No, one word, three syllables. Uh, makes sense, man! Syllables, they're like words, only shorter. Ah, uh, right, okay. G good idea, stick with those. Okay, so, oh. patio. We should have one. We who? We who? Stop that! Oh, who's we? Us, partners, remember? I do not. You run the bar, I own the building. That kind of makes us partners, yeah? That makes you the landlord and me the guy that runs the bar. Oh, this is so cool. I have always wanted to have a tavern, uh. a beacon for the weary traveler, a place where friends can meet and <sighs> greet, where good times are had and spirits run high. That's a place with a patio. Oh, there's that word again. Yeah. They got one at the swanky coffee shop on the other side of the big bridge. It's on the edge of the market square. So you can have some lemon seed cake and espresso while you watch the world go by. Uh, so let's uh, put in a patio here. So everyone can, what, uh, gaze at the beautiful cracks and stains on the wall across the street? Well, you could probably put up plants and things, you know, some nice flowers. You know, I, I don't think the lemon seed cake is a must, but man, the espresso. Stan? Gubbin? Do you know where the name Mud Street comes from? Totally, yes, I do. It's because of the, 
mud, right? Oh, wait, oh, is there, is there some secret meaning? Does it stand for a magnificent urban destination? It's because of the mud. I knew it! And how, how would you describe the smell of the mud in Mud Street? Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of earthy. Uh-huh. Um, has like a, a rich, intricate aroma. Uh-huh. It's, it's dark with the, like a strong note of a subtle... Poop. Poop, sure, yes, poop. Yeah. And poop. Would that go well with seed cake? Kate. Thinking, no, right, not exactly. exactly. Okay, I'm hearing you. No patio, fine. I get that. Heck with the patio. Here's another one for you. You ready? Theme nights. Don't you have a job or something somewhere you have to be? Okay, let me see. Next on the list here. What's this list? Improvements to the accent crown. You ready? Why does the accent crown need improving? Number one, the beds. Gotta say, I crashed in a vacant room last night. When I woke up, man, I hurt all over. <laughs> well, that's what you get for playing pin the tail on the landlord. Okay, yes, that's that. Boy, might, did you squeal? That might be a factor. I, I get it, but no, we really do need new bedding. <laughs> the bedding is new. It's like straw. It is straw. It's new straw. Oh, okay. Well, we could switch to down or or or, or wool or something. Uh, sure, let's do that for all our luxury suites. Wait, hold on. Which ones are the luxury suites? None of them. None of them are luxury suites. Wouldn't that be a great idea, though? You get premium rents. Oh, I have to add that to the list. Uh, Once again, I think you're forgetting what neighborhood you're in. Okay, here's another idea. Small effort, big impact. Clean the windows. Why? Well, it's so dark in here. That's the idea. It's a tavern. It's dark. How else am I supposed to sleep? We'll put up curtains. Curtains get dusty. And windows get dirty. We hire someone to clean them both. You said you like the accent crown for its authenticity. Oh, absolutely. How's that fit with changing everything in it? Seriously? Curtains are going to ruin the authenticity? (sighs) Next, you're going to say change the name. (laughs) Well... I knew it! Well, it's just, you know, it's a a little uh, militaristic. What was your first clue? The fact our sign is a shield with a weapon painted on it? Well, yeah, but, you know, the the accent crown, it's, it's not really very... Comfy or welcoming. As opposed to what? Well, I don't know. The 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 rover's roost. Ugh. Or the, the ship and the anchor. You've gotta be kidding. Well, no, that's got some sort of seafaring kind of deal to it. Arr. Wait, oh, wait, how about this? The troll's den. I'm a troll! I'm not a bear! Okay, the troll's uh, treasure. I, trolls don't do treasure. Right, okay. That's oh, leprechauns. Hold on, hold on. The treasure is your tavern, your patron's. Right? Right? Why do you want to change the name? Well, I mean, the sign's falling to bits. It seems, you know, like a good moment to start fresh. Hey, I know a couple of sign painters. They used to work for my father. I'll bet they would do an awesome new sign for you. What do you think? You know where the name Axe and Crown comes from? No! Enlighten me. It's from the arms of our regiment, 2nd Royal Engineering Battalion. You were in the army? Like, our army? I didn't think they had any trolls. Yeah, a few. Mostly doing the dangerous stuff. You want something built or blown up or booby-trapped? The second, we were your go-to team. Wait, wait, the second? The Battle of Whipsaw Gap? Yeah. That was you guys? Uh, you've heard of it. Yeah, I mean, like I was just little when it happened, but oh man, you guys are, you're kind of like heroes. Yeah, well, we got sent to do a job, we did it. Still. Anyway, look, old Norena ran this place before me. Her brother was in the second with us. After the war, the old gang used to come around here, have a pint, help her out. She's the one that called it the Axe and Crown. Ah, okay, gotcha. So the name stays. Oh, uh, no, yes, absolutely. The Axe and Crown, all the way, definitely. Uh Uh-huh. So. (sighs) 
So this, this over here, this must be the bar. No, it's a wall that's lying down on the job. Don't touch those. <laughs> I always thought I'd make a great bartender. Here you go, my friend. That'll be three shillings and sixpence. Three and sixpence? What kind of place do you think I'm running? I love it. Hey, what's in here? The kitchen? Uh, no, don't. Kitchen's off limits. Why? What's in there? It's been condemned. We, we had a fire. Oh, no. How bad is it? You don't want to know. Well, we need to fix it up right away. Start serving food again. I'm running the bar. I don't have time to cook. Okay, so we got to cook. No, I had one. And? He left. So we get another. I'm not paying any more damn people. Hey, hey, we could have some kind of signature dish. What do you think? Something unique that says Axe and Crown. What, like field rations? Yes, now you're talking. Are those good? Oh, Govan, I love this back room. You know what it needs? A stage along the far wall. A stage? Yeah, this place will make a great music venue. No, no musicians, not since that guy with the whistle. What guy? Guy with a whistle? Some guy said he could charm all the cockroaches in the building and lead them away. Played this whistle was supposed to sound exactly like a cockroach mating call. But it didn't? <laughs> oh, it did. He had the mating call down to a T. Then he joined a poker game, got caught cheating, and ran off before he could get to the leading them away part. Mm. So what do you think we ended up with? Uh, uh, more cockroaches? Ten times more cockroaches. And an earache. Never mind that. Listen, some buddies of mine are in a band. They play jigs and country dances, really great tunes. Oh, God, spare me. I can't stand all that foldy doy hiddly day Wait, stuff. that's the best part. Those aren't words. That's just making sounds. Yeah, because sounds have no place in music. Who wants to listen to music when they're trying to have a beer? Hey, the Broken Bell up by the college, they've got music every night. People <sighs> love it. The bartenders are busy from sundown to last call. Look, I've got enough things to take care of without having to serve 100 beers in the night. Wait, you won't need to. If we start bringing in those kind of crowds, we can afford to hire more staff. <sighs> Musicians, We can man. start doing shows one or two nights a week. No! No music! Poetry? Ugh. Maybe? The Broken Bell... The Broken Bell can keep all their damn music and poetry. It ain't coming in here. No romantic spirit. That's your problem. None whatsoever. Gubbin, there must be something you want to do with this place. If you could change just one thing about this bar, what would it be? Just one thing? Yeah. Well, let me think. Oh, uh, uh, wait. I got it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, no. This Ooh, is my good coat. This is my good coat. You are a little fella. <laughs> hey, listen. What about upstairs? Don't, don't, no, don't. You can renovate the rooms. Make them nice. Come on. Up we go. Much better. Oh, hey. You uh, want to refill there, Rosina? Sure. I like the new curtains, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. They give this room a cozy kind of feeling. Oh, it's nice. If you say so. There you are. Thanks, Gubbin. See? Everyone likes the curtains. Three people doesn't equal everyone. Hey, have you heard anyone say they don't like them? Fine. Your curtains can stay. Woohoo! Stop that! Especially since the windows are all clear now. Oh, yes. Heaven forbid you might actually be able to see what's outside. Nice! <laughs> Sounds like your services are required, Stan. I, I'll be right there. Hey, you like the curtains? Just wait till you see the new sign. Hang on. What new sign? It's already up. There better not be a ship on it. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm ready. <sighs> I don't believe it. Stan, you little bastard. 
Dragon Outhouse. Yeah, everybody said it was a dump, but Rosie told me they finally started fixing the place up a bit. Hey, you Gubbin? Yeah, that's me. Ah, uh, nice to meet you. I'm Lucky. Uh-huh. That a new sign out front? Looks good. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, well, it's kind of... Kind of beautiful. The axe and crown. That got anything to do with the old uh, second engineers? Yeah, sure does. Oh, heroes, man. I grew up in Little Moose Valley. Mom and Dad always said those guys literally saved our town. Yeah, they did okay. So, uh, what can I get you folks, huh? Uh, ale for me. You guys? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Ale for me, too. Uh, four ales, if you please. Coming up. Hey, uh, you're from out of town, huh? Hmm? Oh, the cases? Nah, these are our instruments. We're the band. The band. Yeah, didn't your guy uh, Stan tell you? We're playing tonight. We're called the Retching Rogues. You're musicians. That's right. <laughs> Stan! Miss hmm. Gubbin? Show these rogues to the back room and help them set up. You got it, boss. The Axe and Crown Episode 3 Trollsig for Beginners Hey, Gubbin. Yeah? Can you teach me how to say something in troll? In troll? Yeah. I assume you mean Trollsig. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, you're a troll, right? You trying to be funny. Come on, teach me something in Trollsig. How do you say hello? You don't. Oh, come on, Gub. There's no such word in high trollsig. There's gotta be. It doesn't exist. Well, what do you say then? Nothing. You just talk. How trolls are. No hello? You just start talking? Or not. You got nothing to say? You say nothing. It's better that way. Why the sudden interest? Oh, you know, I'm just curious. Uh-huh. You know, like, okay, well, say I was to meet, I don't know, like a, like a lady troll. Uh, so that's what this no, is No, 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 not like that. Oh, well, okay, like that. You could not handle a troll. Gubbin, you underestimate me. <laughs> sir, I'm not exactly a side of beef, but... Oh, you'd snap like a twig. Uh, look, it's just... <laughs> I, 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 I gotta tell you... Th- you and a troll! I know, it's, but here's the thing. Things are a little quiet on the romantic side. Uh, so you scared off the entire human population? Well, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe I should cast the net a little wider. Trolls? Yeah! Start small, like a pixie, man! Look, troll women are solid. <laughs> troll women are, they're forthright, they're hardworking, they're not flimsy and flighty like human girls. Have uh, you ever actually met a troll woman? Oh, yeah! I mean, troll, yes, absolutely I've seen one. Yeah, you see, Farlori is not exactly a hot destination for trolls. Yeah, why is that anyway? I, I don't know, could be the folks down around here don't like us that much. Well, I like trolls. Well, unfortunately for you, there is no eligible troll woman in this town. <laughs> unfortunately for me, what about you? Ideal. Well, what if one did come to town? Uh, come to this town? She'd have to be as dumb as a plank. Well, I don't know. You might change your tune if you met her. Met who? Well, no, just, you know, a hypothetical troll lady. <sighs> well, maybe if you close your eyes and pray real hard to Hansflar. Pray to who? Hansflar Nuki, the love goddess. Would that work? You could try. Okay, so say I did that, and I happened to meet a troll of the female persuasion. What would I say to her? What would you say to her? Uh, probably a... Oh, hi there, pretty lady. Uh Oh no, put me down. Help. Okay, that's supposed to be me, I'm guessing. (laughs) Super. That's you getting squashed like a little bug in the ground. Yeah, I picked up that part. It was hilarious. Thank you so much. 
by a pretty trolley. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Oh, man, now I'm going to need a mop. Look, why are you so down on troll human romance, Gub? Maybe I'm just skeptical of humans that think that they're into trolls, huh? Well, ouch. Wait. Something happened, didn't it? You had your heart broken. Yeah, see, your stony silence speaks volumes. If I say nothing, it's because I got nothing to say. You were in love with the human lady. I was you not were in actually. love with the human. Yes, you were. Yes, look. Look at you. Was she pretty? Was she? What was her name? Stan. What was her name? Stan. Tell give me. it up, Stan. What was her name? Come on, tell me. Johan. Yeah, Johan. It's very funny. Yeah. Wait, what? Really? I'm done talking. I was right, though, wasn't I? Did did he break your heart? <sighs> wow. You and a human dude. You done. I'm just trying to picture it. Yeah, well, look, you keep picturing out loud. I might have to put your head through the top of this bar. So I would suggest you change the subject. Why? Okay. How about just teaching me some troll? Sick, troll sick. <sighs> Fine. Stan, if you ever meet a troll woman and she doesn't beat you into porridge, I'll teach you some troll sick. Really? Yeah, sure. Ah, you're a pal. I am not your pal. You're my pal, Gubbin. No. You are. Uh-uh. And you're going to teach me high trollski. Because I just met one. What? Yeah, on the way here tonight. She was getting off a ship down at the quay. A troll? Here in town? Yeah. What did she look like? Uh, tall, wide, broad. Wait, is broad this way or this way? Blue or gray? Sort of a, a bluey gray? Well, same color as you, pretty much. Northerner, then. Someone you know? <laughs> Hard to say. Did you get a name? No, I don't speak troll. But here's the thing. I overheard her asking for directions to the lower bank, so she could be coming here. I thought you didn't speak troll sick. Well, no, she was speaking... Oh, I guess I could have asked her name, eh? Oh, well, light goes on for you, huh? <sighs> By all the gods! Oh, no. This is your mystery troll woman? Yes! Oh, thank you, Hans Flarnuxi. What the hell is she doing here? Quick! Uh, Gubbin, how do I say uh, you are a queen among women? Oh, kid, you don't know what you're getting into. Uh, Welcome, madame, to the Axe and Crown. My name is Stan, and uh, may I introduce my friend Gubbin, the proprietor? I know who he is. Well, uncle. Sorry, uncle? Anabatulu, what in all of hills you is do here? Couldn't see you also. Wait, is, is this Trollsick? What does this mean? This field of Imanel, who he is? Uh, don't ask. Hi, my name's Stan. I own the building. Ah, nice to meet you. I'm Batula. Batula. So what brings you to town? I was just passing through and thought I'd say hello. Aha, uh-huh, I knew it. What? Gubbin. What? Trolls do so say hello. Uh, yeah. Yep, just heading up along the coast and thought I'd stop by and see my good old uncle. Ha! Oh, that's nice. Well, been good seeing you. Oh, come on. I thought I'd stay the night at least. Oh, well, there's a couple of places a bit further down the riverside that might have rooms for cheap. What about here? You don't have a room for your favorite niece? Yeah, Gubbin, don't you have a room for your No favorite? vacancies. Come on, what's the problem? Is this because of that whole thing between you and Mama? Nah, what are you talking about? We're just full up. We have loads of vacancies, Gubbin. Do you want your favorite niece to have to sleep under a bridge or something? Oh, it, you didn't oh, go there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, still, I didn't mean that because you're a troll and bridges. No, oh, no, it's fine, car. really. It's okay. Uncle, do you have a room for me or not? Cash up front. Gubbin. No, it's fine. Here. That's Malurian money. I know. Yeah, well, don't know if you noticed, but this ain't Malurian. I just got off a boat. I haven't had time to change my money. I will take care of it. I can change it when I'm at the bank tomorrow. Yeah, see? Fine. 
Here. If you'd like, I can I can take the rest of your cash, too. Nope. No, that's fine. You sure? I'm a customer there. I get a preferred rate. I can do it myself. Hey, but for sure, don't take it to those jerks by the market. They'll totally rip you off. Always go to the bank. Sure. Here's your key. Top floor. First door on the right. Top floor? Why don't we give her one of the renovated rooms? Ugh. I finally talked Gubbin into fixing up some of the rooms here. Most of them didn't even have beds. Fine. Here. Second floor at the end. Danke heaps, uncle. Yeah, whatevs. Oh, 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 let me help you with your trunk, too. Just give me a second. <laughs> hey, Gubbin. What? You promised. Teach me a couple words in troll. Come on, just a couple. Vel Tyrvet. Vel what? Vel Tyrvet. Vel Tyrvet. Means welcome. Nice. Uh, hey, Batula. Yep. I just wanted to say, Vel Chervet. Uh, You speak Trollsic? Uh, well, not really. <laughs> but I'm learning. <laughs> That's very uh, strange of you. Oh, well, you know, it's nothing. And your accent is terrible. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, maybe you can help me. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> uh. Hey, if you want, I can show you around Granville. Because not only am I the owner here, I am also the Axon Crown's official tour guide. No. Really? Yes. No. There's lots to see here. Great markets. Classic Valorian architecture. Oh, there's a brand new art gallery, too. Do you like art? Why do you ask? Well, I, I don't know. I just thought you might be interested in doing something cultural. And- Who <laughs> sent you? Sent me? Was it Arvando? Uh, what do you know about art? I don't know much about art. Do you not like art? You're not with the bossies? Uh, what's a bossy? May I please be allowed to breathe? Please. Uh, thank you. <gasps> you don't know Arvando Bossi? <gasps> no. Should I? Never mind. Okay. So no gallery then. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> do you like music? Sorry about that. I, I thought you were someone else. Uh, nope. Just me. Hi. Good. Nope, that's very good. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to take my trunk upstairs now. Sure. Oh, can I help you with that? Oh, oh no. Oh, looks like you've got that. Wow. Okay. Good night, Stan. Good night, Petula. <laughs> yeah, smooth move, Stan. <laughs> what? Did I call it or did I call it? Call what? <laughs> she just about snapped your neck Oh, ah, no. She just mistook <laughs> me for somebody else. <sighs> How do you say I love you in troll? You don't. Uh, maybe you don't, but there's got to be a word for it. Uh, good night, Stan. Uh, what? Oh, night, Gubbin. The Axe and Crown, starring Hugo Jones, Art Carlson, and Marisa King. Written and directed by Eli McElby. Recorded in Toronto at Trench Recordings. Sound designed by Eli McElveen. Produced by Sean Howard. The Axe and Crown is a Forgery League production. To find out more, visit forgeryleague.com. And that's this week's show. Be sure to contact us with your memories of this season at sonicsociety at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook at Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers or through Twitter at Sonic Society or at Astro Tour 2010. Check out our original shows at EVP Podcast, hosted at dramapod.com, iTunes, and, of course, through evicuna.com. And so join us next week as we find ourselves in a midnight horror. Until then, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night.
The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. In this time of COVID-19, CDC asks you keep your hands clean. Don't congregate and kindly shelter in place. Also wash your hands and don't touch your face. So use soap and water and grab a clean towel and don't be a Jonah. Prevent spread of Corona by washing your hands. Olay! This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.